Welcome to Wake Up with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, your source for helpful information, advice, and tips to live your life in a mindful way in this increasingly chaotic world. For over four decades, Dr. Douglas has been teaching people how to develop their intuition and live their lives in a conscious way. His news and views of the world tomorrow today are always informative and revealing. To learn more about Dr. Douglas, be sure to visit his website, douglasjamescottrell.com, where you can download self-help exercises you can do right in the comfort of your own home. And now here's your host, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. Hi, this is Douglas James Cottrell speaking, and you're in The Wake Up. Uh, tonight, my good friend and fellow broadcaster, Les Hubert, and I are here to uh, put this podcast forward to give you some idea of what things are like in the spiritual realms and how to interact with what's going on in your life so that you can be, first of all, a better person, to be aware, and to wake up to your spiritual powers and ability. Welcome to the show, uh, Les. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine, Doug. Thank you for having me, as always. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about earthbound souls or ascension. It's your choice. Some years ago, uh, my sister had a very uh, good friend, uh, and she was, believe it or not, a professional ghostbuster, her and her husband. She was rather a uh, very psychic woman, and, and she was invited to a party we had some years ago, and we asked her uh, at length what she, you know, how she got into the work and what she did. And she could see discarnates. She could see spiritual beings, just like uh, I can see, uh, you know, my friend next door. And uh, so my sister asked her, you know, why do you do this kind of work? She said, well, there are so many people on the other side that, first of all, some don't realize that they've passed over and some don't want to leave. Uh, she said they just decide that they are not going to move on. They're going to hang out here. Why would somebody choose to stay here when there could be greater things waiting for them on the other side. Okay. Good question. Let's edit the question a little bit and say, why would some souls choose to remain where they are here in the earthly dimensions than to proceed on to the more celestial or spiritual dimensions? Well, first of all, they're thinking like a human being. Okay. They uh, are aware that the earth is where they um resided. They're comfortable. They've been here for a long time, most of their lives perhaps. And indeed, on occasion, they do not realize that they have passed on. They've just changed form and a little bit of, they've changed the dresses. They're now in a spiritual, I guess you could say, form, embodiment, or in a spiritual experience. So you have in the experience where some souls are um, completely oblivious that they've passed on. They're still in a spiritual body. They're hanging out at their local uh, earthly places, perhaps their house or their place of work or some favorite place. And sometimes they can be perceived as ghosts, or what I like to call them as ghost people. And as such, they're just people who have passed on and they don't know that they have uh, transitioned and they're just going to where they normally went doing their daily uh, chores or activities over and over and over again, sometimes for hundreds of years, because they live in a timeless uh, dimension. 
And sometimes uh, there's been stories where you've seen, where people have reported they've seen ghosts going up a staircase along the wall where none have existed, where there is no staircase, but you can see them, some perceive them to walk up a staircase, only to find out later, going back through historical records, that there used to be a staircase there 100 years ago in this mansion or house. So they don't have any uh, perception of what's going on in the real world, the physical world in the present moment, meaning the present time, when they're reliving their lifetimes. They're just going through the motions over and over again. And sometimes in traffic and, and, and horrific events where somebody has been brutally assassinated, their ghost wanders until somebody becomes aware of them and finds their, their remains or the person who has been the perpetrator has been found out and punished and then they can rest. Okay, these are, you know, some sort of, um, some sort of excuses, if I can say that, for what may happen or what might be in the mind of these people. Again, from my perception and personal uh, perspective. So these ghost people are there in that category, unaware that they've passed on or that they have, are aware that they've passed on and they want to have somebody find their physical remains so they can rest and give closure to the family or, or to themselves, perhaps. However, there are people who are stuck in this um, earthbound dimension because they just don't know any better. They're looking down. Uh, they're in the earthbound dimension, sometimes called the astral plane, and they're just floating around trying to get back into the world somehow, either through experiencing somebody else's life which is somewhat where a temporary, um, let's say, uh, visitation can occur. Uh, they can observe other people. And, you know, there are such mischievous ghosts around as guys. There's incubus and succubus, uh, which are ghost people that come back to have interactions with uh, human beings. And so this dimension that's earthbound is basically the closest dimension to the earth, a habitat for souls that are unwilling to move on or unable to know that they should move on and they all have the same intention to stay here okay they're here for those that are given the opportunity to realize that they are deceased by somebody who can perceive them a communication can take place and that communication can be like listen you are now dead you have passed on. I want you to think of your grandparents. I want you to look up. You're giving them directions that they haven't thought of before. And as they do that, they disappear. Because when they look up, they then perceive the heavenly dimensions above, and they now have a place to go. And as soon as they see that place, at the speed of thought, they're there. I've seen on one occasion when somebody was wandering around in a large building and I realized it was the man that used to own the building. I said to him, you know, you're passed on, look up. And he did. And as he did, I saw a little like little stars, little like angel dust twinkle in a moment as I saw him ascend, just like his hands being behind him, his face uh, in front and pushing himself up through the, the ceiling and out through the house into the higher dimensions. 
So that uh, concept of earthbound people can probably be um, put into the situation or the understanding that ghost people are unaware that they passed on, that they have some desire to stay here, that they're still reliving their previous lifetime over and over again. And sometimes they're pretty possessive of their real estate, their possessions. Two stories I can recall is that a lady told me she had a uh, memory or a dream or a vision where she was back in some European country. She was back at her castle and she was outraged that people were allowed to go in and walk around all the way through her castle. Of course, these people were people now taking tours of the castle, but in her memory, it was her home. No one should be just able to walk in there. You know, the commoners shouldn't be able to, to walk through the castle. In a more recent time, about 20 years ago, somebody told me they went to a house in Toronto and they uh, were selling, the real estate lady was selling the house because it was an estate sale. The person had passed on not too, um, well, more recently, not too, not too many days before. And uh, the two of them went to the door and as she opened the door and went to walk in, she felt two hands push her on the chest out the door. And it was a physical push and she didn't know what to make of it. The lady who was going to go in and view the place also was pushed in the, uh, in the chest, pushed backward out the door, to which both of them looked at each other and said, did you feel that? Yes, I felt that. And they ran down the walkway and left. After some time, about a week or two later, and I had spoken to them and said, this is what you say when you're confronted with a, a hostile um, previous owner who is now deceased and doesn't want to leave. I gave them a prayer or a saying. They went back and opened the door and they walked in and the place was empty. Some people have experienced that where there is like, you know, you're coming into my, my house and they feel these, these uh, disgruntled ghost people, okay? Uh, the communication to them is the same as to say, like, you used to live here, you don't anymore, this is my house, you know, you're welcome to live up in the attic if you like, but this is our house, please go away until we ask you to come back. And the haunting or the disturbance stops. But that entity, that mind, that, that ghost person, they find their way to the higher dimensions. If you add benevolently, look up, think of somebody in your family that's deceased, grandpa or grandma, and the person is relieved. They find their way to the higher dimensions. Now, there are others who don't want to leave. They want to stay here and they want to experience as much of the physical world as they possibly can. And my friends, wake up. Remember, they don't belong here. Ghost people do not belong in the earth dimension anymore. They belong in higher dimensions or spiritual realms or dimensions. So they don't, they don't belong here. And you can order them to stay out of your property, your apartment, your place, because it's yours. And I say order them. It's like, be gone. Don't come back until I ask you to. You can be nice if you like. 
or you can be aggressive as you like, but they're not supposed to be here. And by them realizing these ghost people are not supposed to be here, you're doing them a service that they might be able to go on to higher dimensions. Now, as you go through this ascension process, as you become aware that you are ascending to higher dimensions, there is a place where you go after you pass away and you're tended to, you're comforted by angels or interdimensional beings, perhaps relatives who are there to help you to ascend to where you're supposed to go. The welcoming committee is out, so to speak. The first aid station is there if you need it and you ascend to the higher dimensions. Now, in a previous podcast, we had spoken about um, people, souls who remember that they had stayed up in these higher dimensions too long and they were escorted back down into the world. So it, it kind of follows if, if there's a caring, loving consciousness or interdimensional being, beings or spiritual people or spiritual souls, ghost people, if you will, on the higher dimensions to assist those who have been a little lethargic coming back into the world for whatever reason they didn't want to come down, then there must be also those that are there to welcome us up to the higher dimensions. So if we have a welcoming committee and we have an escorting service and we're earthbound, that means we're here earthbound because as ghost people, we want to be. I see. So uh, if you were an earthbound soul who didn't want to leave, what would what would probably keep you here? Some type of uh, addiction? Is it almost, is it something like an addiction, Doug? Well, it's, it's being possessive. That's what it's all about. You do not want to let go of your earthly belongings, body, or life. Sometimes people who pass away stay in their coffins for hundreds of years. To them, it's a twinkle in the eye, but they're still in their body because they want to keep their body. Even though they know the beauty that awaits them on the other side? If they knew that, they wouldn't stay there. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. We're in a timeless dimension now, so a hundred years can go by in the twinkle of an eye, so to speak, from our side, but they aren't aware. I have a a client who has, uh, they live in in a home uh, it seems to be they have a lot of spiritual activity there. And it's interesting that whenever the husband does construction work on this home, there's a lot of poltergeistic activity. And some of it is a little disturbing where one of them and the husband's a big guy. Uh, and one day after doing construction on the home, he was literally pinned to his bed by his chest. He felt something sitting on his chest. And I spoke with him about this. He said, Les, I didn't see anything, but I could feel somebody like literally sitting on me. Uh, how would somebody get somebody unstuck? Uh, how would they address this entity to get them out of the uh, of the uh, of the abode to say, you know, it's time to go? Uh, they've tried almost everything. They've tried smudging or saging. They've tried prayer, and this whatever it is just will not leave the abode. Well, what comes to my mind is a single word: negotiation. So, hi, ghost people. This is me. I live in this house. This is our house. I'm thinking of adding a new room to the place, or I'm going to uh, 
redecorate. I'm going to take a wall out here and I'm going to put a new washroom in there. So um, uh, with your acknowledgement and perhaps permission, we're going to go ahead and make this place look more beautiful. Our home is going to look beautiful. Again, you know, since you're living up in the attic, I hope you like our, our work and, uh, you know, it's okay. And uh, this is what we're going to do. So be aware and uh, hope you like it. Now that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? When you say you're talking to a ghost and you're negotiating with them. But here's obviously a cantankerous spirit who is residing in their house and probably in their own lifetime, going back through the records, you would find out that they were a pretty big person, physically big, right? And they are holding the person down like, you know, they're angry mm. or something else. Now, you know, pressures on you sitting down can be from other experiences in life where you have people who are not living in the place or ghost people are there, but from other influences. But we'll leave that for another day. So the point is negotiation here. It would be like the same force going to somebody and say, or some ghost person and saying, um, you are dead and, um, or you have passed on and we're the new owners here now. And, um, you know, I'd like you to think of your mummy or grandmummy or grandpapa and uh, look up, look way up. And dear Lord, we ask for the angels to come to the rescue of this person, to welcome them into the heavenly dimensions, to be with them, to love them and to care with them that they might be, I can, what we could say, reassociated, re, uh, reunited with their family. Amen. Poof. You might feel a sensation like something go by like that, or a coolness. Usually when you feel cold around your shins, that means you're in the presence of discarnate entities in the same room as yourself. But again, always remember those scary movies you used to see on Halloween and all that stuff is not really true. Discarnate ghost people do not have the right to be in the physical world. We are because we're ghost people ourselves, but we're alive, meaning our soul has entered into the body and we have the right to be here. They do not. They reside in other dimensions and that's where they should be. Now, it's not me proclaiming that. It's like that would be the best for them to be in those other dimensions because my friends wake up, they're able to evolve in these higher dimensions. They're able to be administered by their uh, families or interdimensional beings, angels, if you will, or saints and they allow themselves to be healed, to, I guess, to be compensated, to be reunited, to be uh, soothed, to be back where they should be, back in the hospice, back in that consciousness, back to the celestial table where all plans are made up to get their blueprint for the next life. And so you do them a favor by not being afraid of them, well, by asking them to move on. All right, Doug, hold that thought, and we'll be right back after this brief message. 
Oh, what's up? I'm just not sure what to do with my health issues. And I keep having this recurring scary dream. What's that about? And I I just don't know if my instincts are right about my business ideas or, or anything right now. Maybe it's all past life issues. Have you thought about a phone consultation with Dr. Cottrell? A 45-minute chat should help you out. It's not a deep trance meditation, and you'll find it's just as helpful. Plus, with COVID going on, they're discounted from $375 to just $275. $100 off. Great idea. I love talking to him, like chatting with a long-lost friend. He's like tapped into a ton of wisdom, loads of spiritual insight, and he's on point. Oh. Now what? I can't find his number. Seriously? In this day and age? Ready? Mm-hmm. 519-471-1110. Call from anywhere in the country. If you need more info, I found his website too. It's douglasjamescottrellstore.com. And we're back with Dr. Douglas. You know, some time ago, I had a dream, interesting dream about uh, my former house. And uh, when I was a child, my mother was rather uh, quite psychic. She was rather intuitive and she could see discarnates herself. And she would see people coming and going in and out of her closet. And one night I had a dream where there was a portal there. And it made so much sense as to why she would constantly see these discarnates coming and going. Why would there be portals or are there portals that allow traffic for of spiritual beings? And is this how some of these creatures uh, leave this particular dimension? Well, why wouldn't there be? Why wouldn't there be a doorway between one dimension to another? And just because it happened to uh, align itself with the closet in your mother's house or your family's house, the portal existed before the house was built. So people going back and forth through a physical structure, which is in a different dimension than the one that they're moving through, it's invisible to them. It's, uh, you know, they're oblivious of everybody watching them. I was told by my mentor that uh, as you become aware and you ascend higher and you look back down, it's like you're looking through several dimensions at the same time because they're layered one on top of the other. And you kind of think, hmm, how can I compare that? Well, it's kind of like being on the outer atmosphere of the world, looking down and seeing airplanes flying at different altitudes. And you see them flying some east and west, some north and south, some southwest and northeast, etc. What you're doing is you're looking down through the atmosphere and you're seeing these planes that seemingly look like they're going to crash into each other, but they don't because they're at different altitudes. They're at different, if you will, levels. And so that's what it's like in these spiritual realms, this porthole, this place between one dimension and another just happened to be in that vicinity, in that location when the house was built. That's my take on it anyway. Interesting. Well, thank you, Doug, for another enlightening session. If our listeners have enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a four or five-star rating. And don't miss out and subscribe today to the Wake Up.
Thank you very much for listening to Wake Up. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And we'd greatly appreciate your review of our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to let others know about the great content we're producing. For more about Dr. Douglas's self-development classes, books, and other related products, please visit his website, douglasjamescartrell.com. Until next time, we wish you all of God's blessings, health, wealth, and peace of mind.